Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Today about finding emotional freedom by living in the present. And our next guests are Jack Kane and Dr. Ann Berenberg. Jack Kane lost his wife, son, and daughter all within a 20-month period. He is a writer, trained chef, and photographer. His latest book is Overcoming Crushing Grief by Living in the Present, co-authored with Dr. Ann Berenberg, clinical psychologist who, who is a widow and has personal as well as professional experience. Welcome to the show, Jack and Ann. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, uh, Jack and Ann. It's great to have you on the show today. And I, I, I love your book, Now Overcoming Crushing Grief by mm. Living in the Present. It's an amazing book. Um, quite a journey, Jack, you have taken. And, uh, of course, Ann, too, with the death of her, for, of her husband. But um, can you talk a little bit about your loss, Jack? Yes. Um, my wife... Uh son and daughter, as, as you mentioned, died uh, within a 20-month period. First, my son died, uh, Adam, 27 years old. Um, he committed suicide. And then the next And you year, had had quite wife, a journey with him before he did that. He had terrific drug problems and yeah, all sorts of problems that you guys had been working with, right? Yeah, he was very much a uh, troubled person. Yeah, and what was his name? Adam. Adam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, the next year, my wife, Lenore, died of ovarian cancer, and less than three months after, I'm sorry, less than three months after that, my uh, daughter, Stephanie, died of um, con- congestive heart failure. Wow, incredible. And Stephanie uh, had Down syndrome? Yes, she did. Right? And she'd had a heart problem for years, so you guys had really, uh, without you, she probably wouldn't have lived so long. As I was looking at the book, I'm a nurse, and, and reading about, you know, how what great care she had and, and, you know, what a great relationship your whole family had. But Adam, what a challenge, boy. I mean, to lose, yeah, to lose three, the, the three, your three family members within a 20-month period, Jack, I can't even imagine. No, um, when I hear stories like that myself, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was interested in reading the book uh, where it says that the three, the three types of loss are different because, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, it, how does grief come like that? I mean, how do you grieve that? Well, you just uh, you have to um, address them one at a time and look at them as different things. You can't just say, well, grief is grief. Um, because, uh, for instance, uh, my, my son died quite suddenly. My wife died over a long period of time. And then Stephanie died suddenly, but it was much different from Adam because suicide is much different than um, sudden death. Mm-hmm. Anne's uh, husband died of a heart attack, and that was sudden and unannounced and unanticipated. Now, how, how old were you when your, your husband died, Anne? I was 37, and he was 38, and our wow. children were 4 and 9. Uh, yeah, he was so, 38 so and he died of a happened. heart attack. He died that's of a heart unbelievable. attack. He, he put, put the children to bed, and the next morning he was dead. In, uh, yeah, um, incredible. So that was a very, very sudden uh, death. And, you know, the, I think some of the difference is that, you know, with the, with the sudden death, you, you're, you're dealing with the shock and your world suddenly shattering. 
uh, with the uh, more chronic uh, illness that Jack experienced with his wife, uh, there's a, an opportunity uh, and the pain, of course, of anticipatory grief and pre-grieving and working through some of the 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 grief and the the feelings, you know, as you're going along. Uh, with suicide, you have the added dimension of the, you know, first the, the kind of anger uh, at either the person, yourself, or the world, and the the, the, the guilt and the, the kind of overlays that come there because it's not a a death that can be taken in stride in in any kind of way. Right. Well, well, let me ask you this, Jack. Um, do you think that any of them were any easier? Is the word or no. harder? No, uh, the one that hit me the hardest was Stephanie, because she was born with a very bad heart, and we were told she wouldn't live to be a year old. And then when she died, she was 34. Mm. So um, I would say that there was no such thing as one easier than another, but (laughs) that being said, Stephanie was harder. That's interesting, because she was the last. Yes. And And, and uh, also because you knew that she wasn't expected to live as long as she did, and I think this just reconfirms the fact that we never know which losses are going to be the most difficult for people. I guess there would be an assumption there that the the sudden death would have been more difficult, but that's not necessarily the case. No, it's the fact that she had dodged the bullet so many times, I think, uh, unrealistically, I began to believe that she would live forever, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was quite a shock. Well, you talk in the book about the fact that you felt like you could take care of everybody, and that's part of what you had to give up, wasn't it? Yes, I did. I, uh, one needs to get rid of that idea of taking care of the rest of the world. And, you know, our book is um, not so much about um, uh, these terrible things that happen. Mm-hmm. The book is basically living in the present and getting rid of the fearful past and the fearful future and uh, and. and taking care of what's going on right now, right in this five minutes of your life. And that's what my mom and I absolutely love about yours and Anne's book. So I know my mom's thinking this, too. How do we get to that point? How do our listeners get to that point? That's a really good question because essentially that's what, that's what the book is about. It's, it's uh, looking at it backwards. The, the goal is to live in the present and, and to stop living in past grief and everything else, and the idea is to overcome this grief, not just to um, live with it. You want to overcome it and try to come back into the land of the living as much as you can. You know what, and I think, and you'll identify this as a psychologist also, you know, Eckhart Tolle has written The Power of Now, and people mm-hmm. are taking their existential journeys and studying about it and reading about it. But what struck me, frankly, about the book, Jack, was that you had to do The Power of Now, because if you weren't in now, you couldn't have lived. That's correct. This isn't existential. This is real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because, you know, this isn't just a thinky, interesting, funky kind of thing, uh, an extracurricular activity or whatever. This is the real thing. How right. are and you I remember at one point, Jack, in your book, you all, you, you decide, there's a decisive moment, isn't there, where you're like, okay, I've got to decide, am I going to live, you know, in a positive way? Wasn't there some point? Yes, uh, in the book it says, because of my jangled mind, it took me some time to realize what I had really done to survive. It was no accident. I had a plan born, I suppose, of desperation. 
the thing is, I didn't realize I had a plan until I was in the midst of using it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and so, Anne, did the same thing happen to you with the loss of your husband? Did you have to make a decision to give it up? Yeah, and move on I, to I, I think kids? for me, say my my, you know, life was just sort of suddenly shattered, and I just felt like I I couldn't cope, and um, but I realized that I had to, and I think it was in some ways made easier for me because I had these two little children, and mm-hmm. I and I simply had to cope for them, um, and so that you make the you make the conscious decision that you're not going to succumb to despair, mm-hmm. uh, even though you kind of feel like it sometimes. And one of the things, you know, that the the book tries to do. I think does is give you kind of a roadmap for for how to pull yourself out of that sense of I'm overwhelmed, I can't go any further, I'm stuck. Uh, there's there's nothing I can do, and it it kind of it gives one sort of step by step how you can pull yourself out of that stuck place and move into the present. And now you have uh, uh, yeah a number of steps. Uh, let's see, how many of them are there? I was just looking yeah. at the oh ten, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, let's start with the first one, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the first step? Let grief happen. Well, the first one is that grief is going to happen and mm-hmm. take over your life no matter what you do, um, and therefore the idea is to let it happen since you have no choice, and instead of trying to get away from this grief, try to um, ride the wave. Jack and uh, Anne have had some uh, terrific losses in their life, family members, spouses, and uh, you found each other, right? I'm sorry? You found each other. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you go about finding each other? Well, um, two years ago in 2007, March, I had open-heart surgery. Wow. Mm. And um, a week later, a week after I got out of the hospital, I wanted to uh, go back to church and um, for, um, see people. And so I tried to find someone on what's called listserv. And on the listserv, only one person answered, and it was Anne. And um, she, interestingly enough, she's not even a subscriber to listserv. She just happened to look. Wow. So she gave me a ride home, and we took it from there. That's amazing. What a story. And the Internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible well, the thing. The combination of, of Internet and and very re, uh, person-to-person of being together in church, um, which we, you know, we'd never sat together before. Right. So it's, you, need, you need both. Yeah, and, and Jack came with an open heart, right, Jack, after open-heart surgery? Right. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, tell people how to get in touch with you. I know you guys give talks on your books, uh, on your book, and uh, and, Jack, amazing. and they're writers for the Open to Hope Foundation. Uh, yeah, yes. and, and they write for the Open to Hope Foundation, so they've got a profile page. They can find them. So tell us uh, how they'd get, find you on your website. Well, the, the uh, address on the website is www.livinginthepresent.com. No, now living. Okay, and, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about some of your steps. Get, get their book because it's got ten wonderful steps on what you need to do to get into the now. And um, 
I hope that you will get this book. And I uh, wanted to ask you, we don't have time to go through all 10 steps. So I, the first step, Jack, you talked about before break. Is there another step that for early grief that you think is particularly important? Uh, if you don't mind me going back just a hair on the um, website, I think I made a mistake. I think it's now livinginthepresent.com. Okay. Now living in the present dot com, and if you didn't get that, please visit Open to Hope and Jack's profile page because we've done a link to his website. Perfect. <laughs> uh, going back, you want to know what step would be? Uh, well, you know, one of the things that I've got here because we have some emails. In fact, I just got an email uh, that came in about a woman whose husband is not dead, actually, but he's had a stroke where he does not recognize anybody and he'll never leave the hospital. And one of the uh, steps you've got is three, start to cope with being alone now because she, that's what she said. One of the things she's having trouble with is he's not there at home with her. Mm-hmm. She's got anticipatory grief going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so how, do you, how does she learn to live alone and do you want to address that? Yeah, because that's certainly something I needed to do. And I think the first thing is to realize that the world changes for you. It's a big adjustment, whether you lose somebody because they're not available because of a stroke or because of death. And one of the issues is you have to to learn to be proactive. And you can't wait for others to come to you because they may be uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So you have to get to, on the one hand, work on living in the now, which I hope I've talk about, but the other one is to reach out to others and make that effort to reach out. And you can reach out to them and, and sort of know what you need, and it takes, sometimes it takes some experimentation. But one, reaching out to others is to, to let others comfort you, and even if they're a little clutch about it. And the other is to reach out to others and, and think about what interests you may share in common with them and suggest that you, that you do it and feel okay about asking from others, because others will be happy to give to you if they know what to do. I, I love that idea, and we we talk about it on the show about sometimes have to teach people how to grieve. I think you, I like the fact that you said klutzy, because not everybody's going to be good at helping you, and some and you will lose some friends, and and you'll make some new friends, and 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 you'll find your way with with this experience. But I think for for somebody um, who's lost a spouse. It can be a lonely world, can't it? Mm. It, it can. But, you know, I, I always ended up being very much supported by friends, but and part of it was, was because I I reached out to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jack, as a guy? Because there are a lot more women around that go for coffee and that kind of thing, right? <laughs> That's right. So what about the guys? Well, what guys have to do is emulate women. They mm-hmm. need to reach out. They need to reach out to their friends and they need to stop thinking that they're macho. Mm-hmm. I and like the, that. A piece of dealing with loneliness, though, and this, this kind of moves us way up to step, step six, which is examine the present, is to, it, it, it's part of it for other people, but part of it is to, uh, to try to be in the present, to note the little things that are, give you pleasure or joy, whether it's just looking through the window and seeing the light filter through, and savor that. Look for the things that you can savor. And then the you know, we part, talk about gratitude. Yes, mm-hmm. too. Gratitude. You know, that there is a light. And uh, that there is a life, that there is awareness, that there is joy in it, that it's, it's okay to appreciate that. It's okay not to be able to hang on to it, too. 
But, and then another thing is to notice how resilient you are and that to notice that, that the times when you are, you're bouncing back and you're not, uh, you're not coming to just being a victim, but you're, you're, you're somebody who is coping. And you know, that's one thing I like about uh, groups and about the radio show and stuff is that when people listen to it, when I go to, I lead a compassionate friends group, and when I go, I hear people talk, and I thought, wow, I've, I've really come quite a ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, wow, you know, I need, you know, there, uh, you can be for hope or, you know, just saying, finding out where you are in the now, right? Yes. Yes. And then the other thing is that, that this is, you know, it is a time to uh, rediscover yourself and to kind of look at yourself and say, what are my, you know, my talents and interests and how, and, and that doesn't, rediscovering yourself doesn't mean for, forgetting about or for going your link to your to your loved one whether but it, it's it, it they can be an inspiration to you if if you so choose you know to go on and explore new things or do things that that will uh help further their memory or right and it reminds me of our email about. at the beginning and from scott who said i will embrace life fully even more now in tribute to my son basically mm-hmm. exactly Setting that intention. Well, uh, one of your steps, um, in one of, I mean, this is so full. You've got to get it because um, the ten steps aren't just a quick thing. It's really a thoughtful thing about helping you get into the present. And I love where you say you have it underlined, and I'm not sure exactly what step it is. Let's see, step eight, it says expect the best and get it. Yeah. I love that. Mm, I love that. the best. Because you are the best, right, Jack? I think so. I, I think that quote came from Norman Vincent Peale. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm. he is the best. And we are the best. <laughs> you know, we are we are us. We're the best Jack. We're the best Anne. We're the best Heidi. We're the best Gloria we can be. That's yes. right. Yes. Well, and I remember reading. I don't remember how I got found out about Jack, but I remember reading about all the adversity in his life and then the loss, and being, and and yet looking at him and going, this guy is so positive. It's amazing. I've got to hook up with this person. We have to have mom because. Such a positive way, you know, just seeing your photo, Jack. You're a positive person, embracing life. You're not only surviving, you're driving. Yes. At the end of our talk, when, when we give them, what I say is you'll find, as I have, that I am unbelievably happy and lucky. I've got Nicole, my daughter, her mm-hmm. two children, Jamie and Natalie. I have Anne. We reinvented our lives, and everyone else can, too. Oh, what a what a wonderful thought! How about you, Anne? Do you have any parting shots you want to give our folks? I want my parting shot. Excuse me, would be that you have more inside of you than you think you do. That you are a resilient person who can go on, who can treasure the memory of your uh, lost one without that becoming the dominant theme in your life. Mm-hmm. It can be a one thread tapestry of your life, you know, that, that pain and that, but, and also the love, and it can enrich the life that you have to go on to live. Great. Well, thank you both for being on the show. You're an inspiration, and people can get your book, Now Overcoming Crushing Grief by Living in the Present, by going to your website, which is, do you want to give that again? Yes, it's now, livinginthepresent.com. You can get that through going to their website, and I'm sure you can get it in Barnes & Noble, and you can ask your local bookstore if they'll get it for you. Well, thank you, you so much for Amazon. being on the show. Com. Yeah. Thanks, Jack and Ann. I love your message, and I love the fact that you two found each other and wrote this book and married. And <laughs> so are we. It's wonderful. Thank you, Gloria and Heidi. 
You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.